actually with my husband, Scotty, who is also doing a collaboration podcast today. So his podcast, Not a Pharisee Podcast, which I do co-host, is tagging up with Mornings at His Feet Podcast for this special episode. And we're going to be talking about intimacy with God. And today's episode is titled, God as Our Lover. So let's get into this a little bit. First of all, if you've never listened to this podcast before, go back and check out the intro. So you'll know a little bit about what we're we're doing here. Um, This podcast really is an entrepreneur podcast, uh, really aimed and focused on giving people great foundational information and steps biblically to being a successful entrepreneur. But there's also many things that you can get out of this podcast that will help your personal life um, and your spiritual life and just growing and maturing in different ways. So I want to introduce you to my husband, Gotti. He's here. Say hi, honey. Hey, what's going on? Now the first podcast and morning at your feet, collaboration. We're just doing it up. We're going to talk about the, what, this is called the... Uh, God is your God lover. God is your lover. And this is a part of us being, letting to know how to be intimate with God. This understanding and, and knowing how to be more intimate with our Father, our Lord. And and knowing why it's important to be intimate um, and what we gain out of that intimacy with God. Um, I remember a conversation my husband and I had not that long ago. I think it was a few weeks back, as a matter of fact. Um, we happened to watch something on YouTube, a message we watched on YouTube. And I was just in awe of how open um, the speaker was. It was... Um, a ministry and they have like a guest speaker who we always follow and listen to but I was in awe of how open and transparent and vulnerable um, this person is towards God and you know question is anyone really like that are we actually like that is that what God is seeking and you know he has a level of love for mankind that we I don't think we'll ever really comprehend and understand and the key to really tapping into that love is, I guess, how much we seek being with him. you like, babe, remember how when we first started dating, remember how, and everyone goes through this, it's like, you think you're interested in this person, so you start talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. So the more y'all talk, the more you're around each other, it's like, man, I'm digging this person, like, real, I'm, like, really feeling her. Right. I'm, like, really feeling him. Right. And so then you, this the desire comes over you. Like we were. It was like a desire to be around each other constantly right. to the point where we broke a mm-hmm. house phone because we talked so much. Um, <laughs> and I just, I look at it like that with God is that um, we start off that way. We start off in this ooh, ah, uh, um, romancing type of feel. And then all of a sudden things change or in relationships, we start seeing something different about the person. Not that they started acting different. It's just that there's a different parts of people that we don't see at, you know, at the beginning. And so the longer you're with someone, the more you find out who they are, the type of person they are, their kinks, their quirks, you know, just little things. And so there's things that offset you. And I remember we were totally different when we were dating, but when we got married, it was like, what, <laughs> what happened? You know, it's like learning each other in a different way. And I, and it, 
it can sometimes the stuff that you find out you can pull away from the person like something makes you look at that person like okay you're not who I thought you were mm. you're not you you've done some things I didn't quite think you would do um because we have a different mindset and we, there's different perspectives and I feel like that's what happens with us and God like what do you you know what do you what do you think about the, the whole relationship aspect going in uh, as to a regular relationship with a human than it is with God in comparison yeah. well uh far as my point of view my perspective is it's a good illustration but I, I feel as though from a human standpoint we both on perfect people so what happens with with us, when we begin to relationship, is that we expect perfection from one another, but it cannot be. So we sometimes bump heads. But but with God is different. It's not God. Sometimes I think it when to me, and I'm gonna be personally. I think what happened with me personally, my personal walk with God, why I started to fall back and stop being really intimate like I was when I first got became a believer, is um, the trials. When I started going through trials for the gospel and, and for Jesus' name, I started to be uncomfortable. I, I didn't like it. I didn't. My flesh didn't want to go through persecution and and so much uh, stuff that I was going through, personal attacks on my character, and and I felt like God allowed it to happen. So I kind of got mad at God. I need to say it like that, but it's a fact. I got mad at God, and I kind of pushed away. So my intimacy and my level of of drawing near to him just faded away as the years started to go by as we continued to go through different trials, continued to go through different uh, circumstances in our lives that wasn't comfortable for my flesh. So I started to back off of God. But from perspective from being married, I think it's just you, like you said. I'm elaborating on what you said about as far as um, just becoming to know somebody's character in ways that it's not real comfortable to you. And that's the same thing I think with God. Sometimes I think the false expectation that God's going to save us from everything hmm. um, gets us caught up in stuff and thinking that we, we're not going to uh, go through any troubles. But the Bible just don't teach that. The Bible teaches that you're going to go through trials, you're going to go through tribulation, you're going to get persecuted and all that great stuff <laughs> that I learned. It's the now as I... As I mature a little more in Christ, that I learned this actually to help me become, build my faith up and maybe even run closer to God. Where in a relationship, from a human, a humanity point of view, we look at our relationship and we expect our spouse to just fill every gap that we, uh, every insecurity that we have, they're supposed to be able to. Feel it, and that's why it's a false expectation. And I think it's the same thing with God. We have a false expectation of what God should do, what God shouldn't do. And when we do that, it causes us to fade away. It causes us not to want to be intimate. Intimate. It causes us not to want to pray. It causes us not to want to spend time with the Lord to seek His face and get the and just be intimate with the Lord. So I just think intimacy is just being close to one another. Intimacy is not. A lot of times people think intimacy is is uh getting um it, it's from a sexual point of view, but it it can be. But I really believe when you're intimate with a person, it's just the closeness you have. So as as you grow and you go through a lot of stuff, 
in marriage sometimes that's why a lot of divorce happen when the the lack of intimacy closeness where we start separating because of our misunderstandings and our disagreements and that's all it be is just misunderstanding disagreements not not communicating in the right way to one another and I believe that's the same thing with God I just believe that we lose our intimacy with God when we don't communicate or even understand and learn his ways and sometimes you listen to preachers and pastors and they tell you things and they quote scriptures and they tell you all the good stuff but they don't really explain to you sometimes the stuff that ain't so good that you're going to go through when God just break your break you to the point where you just you know what I'm saying in a position where you're like wow I can't I don't think I could do this no more and it happens you know what I'm saying you have that those thoughts like I can't I don't think I can make it this, this is too rough and and that's when you got to persevere and say, it's not in vain, all my trials, or oh, even a phone call, all my trials, excuse me, for the, for the, for the phone call again, you know, sometimes things happen. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is to me, you know what I mean? Do you have anything to add to that? I think that's just basically what I feel about that, the whole, I always start. Well, yeah. I, I would say that, Learning a person is the same process we go through with God. You have to learn him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't really take the time, you're not going to know the person. It's like somebody that gets married just because they see something that they can benefit off of. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take the time in that relationship to learn the person. They're sticking around long enough to gain something and then, you know, mm-hmm. off doing what they want to do. And to be honest with you, that's kind of the same way we are with God. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, okay... I can get something if I just do this long enough. What? And there's no intimacy there. Right. The intimate part is when you include him in everything. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, myself, I um, I often get in the car if I'm going somewhere, and I be like, okay, and this is me. Y'all can laugh if y'all want. I be like, all right, Jesus, come on, we got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. And it's not to be funny about it. It's he wants to be a part of everything. I mean, he think. He, listen, he made us right. Mm-hmm. It was something about having someone to love on. It's what I feel like deep inside of me is the reason why he created us. Because he was just him and the angels, and to have some some someone else to love on and someone else to love you is a big thing. So I feel like when we sit and we take the experience and make the judgment of how we interact with the person in the relationship with us, it takes away from the fullness of that relationship. And so, just like we would treat our spouse, if we really, really, sincerely, there's no motive, there's no underline in that, we're going to have a really good interaction with that person. We're going to want to know them deeper. We're going to want to know them more. And... It's the same way with God. We should, you know, not because of what he can do for us, but because of what he did do for us. We should want to be in a deeper, intimate relationship with him. And, you know, it makes things better. It's hard because you have an enemy who's always seeking to find a reason why you shouldn't or tell you you're not good enough for something. But needless to say, it's it's a process um, both ways. It's a process as husband and wife. It's a process if you're dating. It's a process in a friendship. It's a process when you come to Christ and you're growing and learning in him. Like one of the things I learned as an entrepreneur is if I don't have God, ain't, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. 
I have to be intimate with him even in business. Mm-hmm. Like, so, babe, what do you think? If you had to say three things that were like key, biblically key for an entrepreneur and why it's important to have an intimate relationship with him as an entrepreneur, what would you say three things were and like the reasoning behind Entre- it? Yeah, I think for entrepreneurship and just in a personal um, walk with God, I think is. uh Two, one of my three keys will be is uh, one, the first one would be my time, my devotion, my worship time with him, knowing what when I go out, I just praise him just for who he is, you know what I mean not seeking him because I want to go in the scriptures, you know people quote scriptures when they want something from God, they say oh uh, if you if you're, if you're willing to be then you need to go to the land they quote those scriptures but they don't want to spend time to be, to get to know God in a personal intimate level with the closeness and and the bond of fellowship with him is so important. That would be my first uh point, uh first thing three of, of my first uh thing I will try to do. My second thing I praying, my praying time, my time in praying and and it's not not only praying but intercession. Because God loves people that intercede for others. I think that helps you to connect to God. And even with your entrepreneurship, because the minute you pray for somebody, God God will give you insight yeah. on something else for your business. Why are you praying for somebody else's business? You know what I'm saying? Praying for somebody else's well-being, you know what I mean? Whatever the case may be, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're not an entrepreneur, it's just the, the uh, willing to pray and intercede for and behalf for others that's not willing, not, that don't know how to pray for themselves or don't know how what type of demonic forces are coming after them and you're as a mature seasoned person of God willing to put yourself in the gap for for the for a person you don't even know or a person you do know. It doesn't matter. It's the same at the end of the day it's all about that. And the third thing I would say, getting in God's word and really reading and not only reading a bit, but studying it. Like, really studying his character, especially Jesus, the mm, Christ. Yeah. The Gospels, I just like to get in those and just really see the type of answers Jesus had for certain circumstances and certain uh, questions that was asked, where he answered, where he approached life, where he approached trials, where he approached uh, persecution, where he approached uh, uh, people betraying him. All those things. It's just... just those life learned lessons that Jesus went through and the way he approached it and the way he handled each thing that came his way. And I think from an entrepreneur standpoint, it just, as a, it, dealing with business, you're going to have people come in your life to try to use you. You're going to have people in your life that's going to betray you. It's the same uh, situation, same circumstances in life and in, even in business. You know what I mean? It's going to be people that going to come in your life because they see you. You know what I mean? In a certain position, and they want to use your platform to get their platform started, mm-hmm. or get their platform blow up, or or, or whatever they want to do. And then at the minute that they don't need you no more, they slide away. So it's just, it's just, how do you approach that when somebody do that? Uh, how do you handle that? I think just from a God perspective, you see how God will do it. You see how the Lord would do that when Judas. Betrayed him. He said, "He said, friend." And, and when he kissed him, he knew he was gonna betray him. He told him his friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would, on the other hand, would be starting to wreck, want to wreck Judas on the on the on the fight. on the flesh <laughs> standpoint. But Jesus was like, "You're my friend because without you, I wouldn't be able to f- fulfill my destiny. Yeah. You helped push me into my destiny." So he called him his friend. So I just believe that that's the that's the old key to me. Is just 
sticking into those three main uh things is your uh your uh your, your praise and worship I believe is important and I say and your praying and intercession and just being in the word of God and get to know the, the character of Christ. You know what I'm saying? The old Bible is one to me it should be pointing you to Christ from Genesis to Revelation because it's all about him. He's the living word of God. So everything in the Bible should be pointing you. So when I read Psalms, I read Genesis, I read, I see Christ in all of that. I see the Lord in all those scriptures. And once you see the Lord in all those scriptures, then you know his character will start building inside of you in pers- your personal life and in your business life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my... Let's my talk point. about intimacy in terms of um, friendship because mm-hmm. a lot of people do not have friends. Right. Okay. And then you have this thing where you're not alone because you have God, but you're lonely because you don't have like someone right. to connect to, someone to relate to. How how can a person really have a fulfilling life that doesn't necessarily have physical friends but has Jesus? Mm-hmm. What can they do to find joy in their loneliness, mm-hmm. which I think once you really find Jesus for real, for real, you realize you're not alone or lonely. Right. <laughs> what can a person do or what do you think? I, yeah, I just, I really believe, um, it's hard, that's a hard question because I, I, I struggle with that. As you speak on it, I, I struggle with that, that, that thing. And, I, and, I, and, I, and a lot of people say you need communion and that's why people go to church and that's why it's important to have uh communion with other saints and other believers but sometimes God has you separate sometimes God has you secluded and you're not you're not in that position so you got to learn how to deal with it and it, it and it's hard it's, you know what I mean it's not an easy thing you know what I mean but you got to see the good in it you got to see why God is allowing you to to uh, be secluded and and, and and to to be alone in this particular season, because I think it's seasons in your life. I don't think it's always like that. I think each season you go through different processes, different stuff. But the Lord is tra- training your mind uh, to to be able to adapt, to be able to uh, learn from different circumstances. And I, I just believe is you just gotta just learn to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying appreciate the process. I believe appreciate the. The sanctification that God is putting you through, because we all go through sanctification day by day. I don't think you ever arrive to the place where you. Well, I'm fully sanctified. Well, people people believe that, but I don't believe that. I believe you. You constantly sanctified by the Lord every day. The more you, because God is such a big God that you is constant uh, things that He's revealing to you of, of who He is and His mysteries. So, right. I just believe that. That I believe this. That those are the seasons in life. You just gotta learn how to be, be uh, appreciated in this sake for what it is. You know. Do you think like for us, we don't have friends, right. and sometimes we joke and say it's a good thing, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, but is it a bad thing? Right now, and I feel so much peace not having friends. Um, for the first time in my life, I used to be very frustrated mm-hmm. about not having friends, but I am. I have like so much peace because. Let's be honest, humans, we messy. It's so we are mm. beyond messy. It's so much that goes into having a friend. And mm. then for me, it takes a lot to say, Okay, you're my friend. Because it's so much disloyal, dishonest people who are- Sorry you guys. 
having an issue. Hold on just a second. Yeah, just a little technical difficulty, but, anyway, but we, it's all right. It's always something, but nothing's perfect. Podcasts are not perfect. People's lives are not perfect. But um, I, I feel like there's so much mess that goes on with having a friend. Um, and then you can't, it's, people are just not as trustworthy as they used to be. And I'm sure it's plenty out there. But for us mm-hmm. and what we're doing and the things that God called us to, because we always talk about why we don't have any friends. Not that we're looking for any. I'm not looking for y'all. None of y'all, please. Seriously. We're not. We've grown past that part. But I think we're now trying to understand the purpose of not being allowed to have friends for all of these years. Um, what do you think that God is doing? Because I know intimacy is a big thing. Is you think he's trying to get us for what we're called to do to know him in an even deeper way? Uh, yeah, I believe I believe it's or is that. Or he protecting us? No, I don't think it's that. Because I think in life, you know what I mean, you're going to deal with those those, like I said, you're going to deal with like those things that going to come to you. Like Jesus had 72, I think 72 disciples at one time. I mean, he said one thing and he said, if you drink of my blood and you uh, eat of my flesh. And, and like, I think 60 uh, other disciples walked away and They'd said, like, we can't uh-huh. handle this. This is too much. Yeah. I think sometimes it's just that, that time, the, the way you're, who you are, if you are a person of truth and a person of a lot of times, friendship in this day and age, I'm going to be honest with you, I got to be real. They want you to, to uh, kiss their butt and tell them what they want to hear all the time. Like, if they're wrong, they want you to tell them, I'm right. You're right. <laughs> but we are not that type of people. I, I don't believe that I can lie to you and tell you you're wrong. I, the Bible actually says this in Proverbs. It's, I'm, I'm really paraphrasing the word. It says in the Bible, it says... um. It's better for it's better for a rebuke of a friend than a kiss of an enemy. Which that to That's me is saying that it's better for my friend to tell me the truth rather than me be around somebody that's telling me what I want to hear to stroke to stroke my ego to make me believe something that is not true. And that's I think that's very dangerous in friendship. So a lot of friends in this day in this day and age want people to be. The person to stroke their ego. Oh, and yes, I'm an ego, ego stroker. I don't want nobody to stroke my ego. Mm-hmm. And I would not stroke anybody's ego. It's not going to happen. So that's the problem that's with us. For for me and my wife personally, we are very authentic, real people that don't stroke egos. And I wouldn't want nobody to stroke my ego. If you stroke my ego, I'm going to tell you stop it. Because that's not yeah. where I'm at. Uh, don't tell me. Don't gas me up. Don't yeah. make me feel special. I'm already special in the eyes of Christ. And I think that's the way it is. You got you got to be able to stand in a, in a position where you say, if I have a friend, I'm satisfied. And if I don't have a friend, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Right. But I'm going to do what God is calling me to do regardless if I have a friend or not. And that friend that I have after to respect, honor my calling on my life that I'm doing so we right. could be able to grow with each other and I could help you you could help me become more mature in Christ because we all learning and I think a lot of times people want to be the ones to tell you what to do but when you tell them or try to correct them or in any way they like oh I don't want then they then they back off of you and don't want to be around you no more because you correct them but they can correct you all day they see you do something wrong and I accept the correction because the Bible says that uh, a wise man accept counsel. 
So you have to accept counsel. You have to accept what you see. Because sometimes people see stuff. My wife said this all the time. I see stuff that you don't see on your outside and, not, and vice versa. So we have to be able to have friends that's willing to hold us accountable. So do you think, so you're saying that you feel like the reason why we don't have friends <clears throat> is because God is just drawing us into him deeper. I believe Is so. it like something we have to have learned or some type of skill or character building that, you know, God feels like we need to have certain people like before they go have a friendship with someone. But I feel like friendship is such a complex thing. Right. Like, I feel like it's so complex on so many different levels that I begin to think that maybe God wants to build some some type of I don't know. It's like some there's this mysterious thing <laughs> that I feel like God is trying to do with us before he allows us to have friends. Because not it seems like I realize not everyone can handle you and I. Right. And I'm not saying we're these special mm-hmm. oh, you know, whatever type of people. I'm no, special I'm, to God. Yeah, sure. But we are truly I when I look at us, I mean it's in a good way. I really do see us as rebels. We're mm-hmm. not the go with the flow, mm-hmm. uh, with the you know same type of social cultural attitude people have in the church now, yeah. um, and the and the behavior they have in the church now. We're so much more. I feel like we we would be compared with, be categorized with, not compared to the original Christian groups. Um, even the ones Paul would would write letters to, the ones Paul found is, I, I feel like we fit the <laughs> character of those people versus the character of people now. I feel like that's why we feel so disconnected, like huh. we don't fit in because we don't really go with how everything is ran now. This whole man boasting himself in the church now type of thing. I yeah, I I agree to to, I'm not like the people that Paul. Was. Not like in that sense. Nah, what I'm saying, I'm saying is, true, you, you know, said, the I, ones that really ran for Christ. Yeah, back then. yeah. I'm talking Don't about. Don't do that to me. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to be. I'm not saying. I'm just saying because, because the Corinthians was they was they was they, they were messy. They were messy. But God, the God of grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ was on them. And sometimes we are messy, so we be honest with ourselves. We messy, so I'm not judging anybody at the end of the day. But like 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 I said, I just think um the uh the responsibility of certain calling on certain people's life. Sometimes you're secluded. Sometimes you're not in the position that God allows you to have friends. And I, and there's two sides to that. Cause sometimes the Bible says, if you want a friend, you got to be friendly. I, Because of my personality of who I am as a person, I think a lot of times um, people think I'm not friendly. But I'm actually a good, friendly person. It's just that I, once, once I'm in a position where I think, when I look at something and I see, because I could, because people tell you all right hard about your conversation with them, and you just gotta listen. And I, when I be around certain people and they always about themselves and and they self uh, edifying and self glorifying themselves, I just don't think I could be around somebody like that. I pray for you, but I just can't be in company with somebody always glorifying themselves, always talking about what they doing, always just making sure. Every conversation steered towards what they're doing, and that comes frustrating to me. So, I, that's my pit, um, problem I always have with dealing with friends. It's just a lot of people that I surround myself with. I've I've been involved in the church and in ministry and, and whatever the case may be. It's just self-absorbed, and I ain't talking about nobody else. It's just something that I have seen personally 
where they just think about themselves and it's not edifying the church in any way, not edifying the body in any way. They always so concerned about making sure they get their face shown and they get their words out and they get their uh, sermons preaching. It's just a lot, a lot of uh, that going on. So I pray for them and I, I ask God to give me the grace to be graceful towards them. But at the end of the day, I just think friendship, because the Lord called the disciples his friends. And I, I let's be real. I, I, Peter was a was a cousin Christian. John and uh, John and James was arrogant into a sense when they said, "Well, we want to sit in your seat where you sitting at." That's kind of, but yeah. God accepted all that. So I think I think it's just we are we gotta be willing to be open. I think <clears throat> me because I'm learning too. Like, don't think I got it all together. I tell people all the time. I I'm still. I think I'll be learning till even in eternity. Mm-hmm. Out too still become better and learn how to love the way Christ intended me to love. So I just think it's a process of learning too. Yeah. God might be teaching you how to be able to still be uh, friends with people and try to instill some good qualities that you have and they could do the same for you because there's some things that I probably short, fall short on that my wife <coughs> is good at and it's vice versa with other people. So I just think it's the me personally, y'all, I pray for me people that, that I have a hope and art towards people <laughs> in the seasons to come because I just think I'm just closed in because of a lot of yeah. mess that I, I see going on. So are. I just think, um, and that and that's sometimes that's sometimes that's how we get with God is like we go through those processes in life where we just close ourselves down because we go through so much stuff and we don't like dealing. Human, from a human standpoint, we don't like going through stuff. We don't yeah. like being uncomfortable. We don't like. Dealing with the certain circumstances that is just real hard on you, on our heart and our and our soul, and just feel burdened in in a, in a way. But I think God does that to us to build our character and to become better people. I believe that's my perspective. But I, I mean, people might think otherwise, but that's what I feel like. Do you think that's like something that God does to 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 people just to 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 embrace his love and in a in a what separate you no this this allow you to go through a, a, a time of seclusion and and, and being yeah, by that, yourself that is and that's that's to grow as a person yeah. and some and see some things in yourself that you need to ask god to grace you give you the grace to overcome i do believe that <clears throat> i know for me um I used to be so forgiving, y'all. I mean, to the point where it would annoy my husband. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, could you please just leave these people? Right. Not that I was going after them, but whenever they decided they wanted to be bothered with me and pop out in my life, it would be back to normal. And then mm-hmm. I had to really come to a realization, what am I seeking? Because why do I allow myself to be in this thing? I don't, you know, it wasn't even real friendship, but it was just constantly me being hurt and wounded. Um, and I said, there has to be something wrong with me. There got to be something wrong. What am I looking for? Mm-hmm. And it stemmed from so much, you guys. It stemmed from childhood. It stemmed from, you know, my parents not really, what from what I feel like could have been a little bit more, commun- you know, communicate with me more and be a part of my life more. It was so much. And, you know, when God really started stripping away um, and I realized, okay, I am not alone. I have a family. I have a husband. I'm lonely though because I don't have any girlfriends to talk to and when I really sat in that and even to this day I you know it's been a process this has been years of a process but this year for me really was the year I was like okay 
I started seeing some things about myself um, that were like too needy as far as uh, wanting to have friendships. The neediness came from the lack of um, attention from the people I grew up with, my, my relatives, my family, always being treated like the outcast, um, the one that, you know, doesn't count, the one that nobody really puts any time into building or having a relationship with. And I feel so much hurt and pain from that. Um, that I just wanted to be able to have people that did connect it to me, that did relate to me, to a default, to, you know, till they would do things that hurt me and I still would be there and let them back in. But this year has been really great for me and over the past two years, because let me tell you, the past two years have been a hot mess in terms of um, connecting to people. Um, I got to learn a lot about others and I got to learn a lot about myself. And what I found that is that the, depending on who you are and the call you're called to, God has to do things differently. And some people, mm-hmm. you can have friends, you know what I mean? And some of us, he's building something. He's building something in us, and he's he has to have us secluded. I feel like, my, in my opinion, this is not, you know, not, you know, no one's saying this is all factual, but this is factual for me, okay, for my life. I feel like for my life, he secluded me because he needed to purge those things out of me that were so um, detrimental to who I am called to be when it comes to having people in my life and friendships and stuff like that. Um, it was a lot of things that needed to be cleaned up and still do. Um, not so much in a great way. I, I really did overcome some hurdles inside myself as far as um, abandonment issues and stuff like that. So. That's a big, big thing. When we look at the root of why we do or don't have friends, we can always trace it back to something that happened when we were kids. Right. Um, and so that was a big change and that was a big deal for me. But seclusion for me, yeah, it's because God was trying to cleanse things out of me. He still is. Mm. Um, and he's trying to build something inside of me as well. Mm. Um, and then also, here's another thing I believe that sometimes you're calling requires you to not be attached to people because we're emotional humans are emotional Mm -hmm. in every sense you know what i mean and so we when we connect to something we're so damaged when it's gone we're so hurt so crushed when that thing is no no longer and i feel like for people who have a certain kind of call that it has to be kind of here there cut there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you can't have so many connections because it can distract you from what you're set out to do but I, I agree, and I, I think yeah, some years back, my wife got this revelation from the Lord. He said, sometimes it's people are branches, and sometimes people are leaves. And I think they, the leaves fall away in season. When fall comes, leaves fall away, but yeah. the branches stay on the tree forever. Until that tree dies, that branch will always be, unless it falls off. Right. But branches, most of the time, don't fall unless somebody cut it off. With them thick branches and them little small, I'm not talking about figs, I'm talking about branches. <laughs> branches right. are thick. Not the, the old, little twig. Not the little twig. I'm talking about the branch that actually holds the, the leaves and the, and the twigs together to keep the, the, the leaves mm-hmm. together. Those the, the people in your life, season in your life, that people are going to come and they're going to go. And what I think God wants you to know when the 60 left, he still wasn't going to continue on what he did. They wasn't going to stop his mm-hmm. purpose. And I think a lot of times when we lose a friend because we're so connected to a friendship or whatever, because we're human, like my my wife said, we're human beings and we have emotional people. That when we lose a friend, it hurts us and we we become stagnated. Yeah, we dwell on it. And we dwell on it. We don't want to move forward and we don't want to progress. We don't want to go into what God is calling us. So I think a lot of times 
that your calling, like she said, could cause you, God calls you to, to, to just be separate, separate from people. Just call, call out out of that arena where you have a lot of friends. Because I know my wife, when she was younger, she had a lot of friends. And she had family. She had a lot of people that she was connected to, close to. And, and I think a lot of times, sometimes that, that, that would be the case. Or, or you just got to just learn to, you know what I'm saying, uh, God is teaching you how to be a better friend yourself. I think all those things plays a part. In why sometimes people are secluded and why people don't have the friendship and the things that they necessarily desire. You know what I'm saying? I think all of us desire to have friends and be around people. I love people from a standpoint of realist, real people that's going to be real and transparent. I love, I love everybody. Yeah, I love transparency. Though. But I love people that's really going to own their stuff. Like if you, if, you, if you know you're messy, own that mess so you can get uh, uh, deliver from that thing because once you hold on to that mess, you're gonna always be in that mess. You know, I mean? you got to sometimes clean your heart, let the Lord clean your heart. He said the Bible says He gives grace to the humble and He resists the pride. A prideful person is a person that never wants to see their faults, never want to see that they do Not anything, or they want to be accountable for their wrongs or the, the bad decisions that they made. And I think sometimes that is, but I feel as though the intimacy. That's where we're talking about intimacy with God. Because I think the intimacy with God, with God will show you how to become a friend because he's the best friend you could ever have. And and he'll show you how to be a, a better friend, like how Jesus was to his life. Even though Peter and and, and this, uh, the, uh, uh, now Peter uh, denied him three times, he still... When when uh Mary and Magdalene all of them came to the tomb and they saw Jesus, he told them, "Tell my disciples and Peter that I'm gonna meet him in Galilee." And and that that that's the the the, the forgiveness that that the, the Lord had in His heart towards us and people, and this is disciples in general. That I just think we gotta have that on 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 love and unforgive unforgiveness in our heart, yeah. so we could when people do us wrong, we could still forgive. But I I still think to me. I believe that you don't want to be around nobody that's going to treat you bad and and not be able to hold you down. I just believe that not that not that they're perfect or you are right. because we're all yeah. totally imperfect, imperfect people. But I feel like what you're saying is what I always say. I just want somebody that's going that's going to treat me like I treat them. Right. And you always say, but babe, everybody different. Right, everybody but, different. but guess what? There are people out here who are willing to be loyal. Yeah. Willing to be transparent. Yeah, willing to really, because see, love is not making you feel good. Love yeah. is telling you the truth in a, in a very respectful manner. Like, for instance, I just want to tell this story. Because mornings at his feet is going to be wrapping up momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived, we had an apartment one time. And um, the lady that lived across from me. We grew into friends. Like, we still, to this day, we still talk, right? And I feel like people feel like friends, you should be talking to them all the time and going Mm -hmm. over the house all the time and hanging all the time. Real friendship is not always like that. Real friendship is when you need each other, boom, y'all there no matter what. Um, And time and space don't mean nothing. But anyway, I was depressed. I was going through something so bad. I had, like, prior to moving there, I had the year... I had a year. It was just like spiritually, I was in the slumps. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, physically, I was just totally in the slumps. And um, I stopped taking care of my house, like really bad. I stopped taking care of my house. And <laughs> I'll go into this friendship with um, the girl across from me. 
and she came over one day and the funniest thing was is like I don't let nobody talk to me any type of way and if I feel like you coming me wrong I'm, I'm coming for your whole life right but anyway she was like came in the kitchen and she was like girl your house is nasty like you keep a nasty house this is really trifling and I just remember when she said it I was like but I clean, um, I, I guess. And she was like, no, somebody did teach you how to clean. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I actually know how to deep clean. Is that when you're going through something sometimes, you can't see stuff the way it should be. And you're just in the slumps. And that's where I was. I was totally in the slumps. But because my husband is my husband, as men, they can't say certain things to us because we are totally emotional. We flip out over stuff as soon as we feel like somebody's saying something wrong. But anyway... She said that to me, and then she was like, you know what? I'm coming over your house Saturday. This was like maybe, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. She was like, I'm coming over your house Saturday. I'm cleaning your whole house. And I was like, what? You're going to clean my house? She was like, yeah, I'm cleaning your house. If anything, I'm really going to be in this kitchen because this is nasty. <laughs> anyway, y'all, I didn't never call an attitude. I never called an attitude. When she said that to me, it was like for the first time in my life, somebody cared about me. Hmm. Not my husband. I'm not saying my husband because, of course, my husband, my kids care. But I'm like, yo, somebody else cares because a real friend, a real friend is going to say stuff to you. And if, and you got to know your the person that's, that you're friends with. And when she said that, I know her attitude. I know the way she is. I know the way she talks. I know things that most people would be like, oh, she said that she disrespectful. No. It's just like her character. It's the way she is. She's she's just, she talks aggressive like I do. But I totally felt the love come from her. Y'all know she came and scrubbed my whole, she's, she was in my house. How long was she there? How far I feel like it, it, it was like four or five hours. It was, it, it was, it was a while. Um, but was, she, y'all, she cleaned. When I say she was pulling appliances off the wall, right. she was taking appliances apart. Like she was deep cleaning. Yeah, she did clean. And she was like, I said, I can do this. If you she was like, girl, no, bye. Go sit down and get on my way. But the point of the matter is what I'm trying to say is, mm. That's the kind of person I am. And so I always be like, okay, I have to have people in my life that are like me. Mm-hmm. And there are people like me. She's one of them. Um, but what I find frustrating is, I know the Bible says, you know, you got to love. <laughs> love everybody now. You got to love everybody. But I just find it hard to be trying to build a relationship, a friendship with somebody that either is all about themselves, constantly talking about themselves. Everything is about them. Just mm-hmm. everything about them. Um, and you can't be honest with them and tell them anything because they flip it over and turn it on you mm-hmm. or they got your attitude. That kind of stuff to me, that's like, all right, middle school, can we get out get past that? We're adults. We should be at a point where we're able to say stuff because we care because we love each other. So I was telling my husband, I have to have friends like that. And to this day, that she's still the only one that's like that to me. My, that's, that's that. But that, the key to that is that she told her, but then she showed her. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times people want to tell you, but they don't want to show, show you, you. Yes. the the example of how you should approach a certain thing. Like she saw something that she wasn't good at at that particular time in her life. She just just shame her. She said, "I I'm gonna tell you that it, it's not where you should be, but now I'm gonna show you where it mm-hmm. should be." So that's the thing that a lot of I think as as God does to us. As we get intimate with him, as we become a lover, he become a lover of our soul. He teaches us stuff that that is character. Not only does he show us in his word, but he he also demonstrate. And yes. Jesus demonstrated through the word of 
because he's a living word, yeah. I always should approach certain things and certain aspects, and the Holy Spirit is a witness to that, and he shows us and he guides us and shows all the things that we need to do to become better stewards of who of what he's given us. And I think friendship, you have to be a good steward over your friendship. Everything that God gives you, yeah, stewardship is, is, is necessary. It gives you certain things that you have to take care of. You got to cherish friendship. When true friendship, like I know my, friend, my my wife have a friend that she knew since she was in middle school and they don't talk on an everyday middle basis. School? Oh, was it middle school or Karen? elementary? Elementary, elementary, yeah. Uh, Since uh, that, first that, grade. Yeah, that that's a long lasting <laughs> friendship, but they don't might not communicate every day, but when they do get around each other or when they do talk to each mm-hmm. other, it's still that friendship that's still that love and um understanding towards one yeah. another that grew over the the, the thirty years they or over long, long we years. They still call they, each other sisters. Yeah, they knew, each, they knew each other. So it's just that 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 real authentic willing to not only correct your brother, but show your brother and sisters how it should be done. I think that's missing in a, to me, me personally. It might be in other uh, 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 branch of the of of the body, but the ones that I encountered, we lost that that uh, accountability and, and and teachability moments when people show you, but not only rebuke you, but then comes to a place where they say, uh, "Let me show you how it should be done." That part, people rebuke you, but they don't show you. Like, I've been saved for a little while now. I've been rebuked a lot of times, but they they, they rebuke me, but then they don't show me or teach me this is the correct way you should approach this certain circumstance. And I think that's that's important. I think that the rebuking part is important, but I think the showing is more important, as as important as the rebuke. Right. So, you guys, to wrap this up, you know, God is our lover. It, that he's he's our love in everything. He's our love in the way that we are in our personal lives, our businesses, mm-hmm. our relationship with our spouses, right. our family, um, school, everything. Um, and he wants to be a part of it. Asking him what you should do for the day. I tend to do that. You know, God, mm-hmm. what you want me to do today? What's up? What's on your plan today? What's on the agenda today? Right. God, what you think about me, you know, going to go look at this car? Do you think that's something I need to do right now or should I wait? Um, God, should I, you know, for me, I'm like, God, should I take a break this um, winter semester, winter semester come up? Should I continue through? What do you think about this business idea? You know, that's intimacy when the first thing you do is go to God and question him about every little detail. Because, see, that's what he's waiting on. Intimacy is when you don't have to think about it. Intimacy is when it doesn't feel like a job or burden. Just take time out and go talk to God. Intimacy is the first. It's like... My husband, I love the fact that I can lay down with this man at night and he and, and wake up with him every morning. Mm. That's intimacy. Is when you know I can't. I gotta have God. He gotta be a part of it. I need to know mm-hmm. what you think about this. I need to know how you feel about this. I need to know what his views are and perspective is on this. I need. Yeah. It's intimacy, yo. That's real talk. It's intimacy, and um, mm-hmm. like I said, whether it's your family, your relatives, your spouse, you know, people you are associate associates with or friendships or building friendships god is in all that stuff your job what job you gonna go get every single thing about your life yeah. you should be intimate with god about yep the, so, i i really yeah and i'm, I'm gonna wrap this up after i say this i really believe and this is just something that i want to leave with y'all 
the God of the universe, the God that created all and everything that we see and admire, the mountains, the, the, the caves, the, yeah. the, the waters, the seas, the beautiful sky, yeah. everything wants to be your friend, wants to be intimate with you. Just think on that, that the God of the universe, the God that created all things, wants to be intimate with you in such a great way that we 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 should just marvel at that yeah at that 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 god that we serve the god that cares about us so much that he knows every single hair that's on our head it desires to just love and just to be close to us he wants to be close to us and this is what this podcast episode was about it's just being drawing near to god i think it's a season of drawing near to our father to the our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, just get to know Him in a personal, in a higher personal level that you never did before, and I think that's where we need to be as believers. That once we get there, once we start to do that, I think we become we be able to be better friends, we be able to be better community, we better be able to be better entrepreneurs, business yes, owners, yes, whatever yes. God has called you to be. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I I just think once we do that, I think we be able to draw from God everything that we need. Yeah. So, you guys, here's the thing. Take some time out and just sit and listen to God. Read your word. Find out what he's saying to you about everything. You know, it, it doesn't take... We, we spend so much time doing things that matter not. You know, it matters not. But let's sit, sit and, and take some time to talk to God and include him in on everything. Mm-hmm. So, to everybody who follows Mornings at His Feet, I thank you for being um, loyal. Thank you for being patient. Okay, and not judgmental because, again, this is not a perfect podcast. This is an imperfect person doing an imperfect podcast to help imperfect people become the best that they can be the Amen. way God has designed it. Um, and so Thank God for now that my phone has rung and cut off the podcast and I had to restart it and then I knocked something over and I, you know, continued yeah. on it. Just Thank let God. you know how real it is, guys. Um and try to do that too. Try not to look at things like things should be so tip top shape and everything. Mm. God, nothing, nothing unless it's God is perfect. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in on this collaborated podcast this morning with Mornings at His Feet podcast and not a Pharisee podcast, yeah. whom I'm also a co-host on. Um, follow us if you don't. You know, if this is your first time listening, we would appreciate you following. Leave us some feedback. Share. Yeah. We we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. If there's topics you think we should talk about, things you guys want to talk about, let us know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can always let us know. You can follow me at M-A-H-F Ministry on Instagram. That's Morning Status Feet Ministry mm-hmm. um, IG page. If you want to follow me on my IG page, Dope Boss Mom Empire. That's at Dope Boss Mom Empire on IG yeah. You can definitely follow me. Gotti is at Gotti underscore rebel, the number four Christ, mm-hmm. IG, and not a Pharisee podcast, I, um, IG. We're everywhere, you know? So, yeah, yeah let's uh, let's take this long ride together till yeah. Jesus returns. We learn from you, and, and yeah, like you learn from us, and we learn from you. We, 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 we want to learn, so that's it. Let us at, know how you feel, you yeah, guys. Yeah, just be blessed and pray for me as I pray for you. Absolutely. All right, till next time. All right, bye.